Hello, everyone. I am Mosibel, and this is the Mosibel Podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is the Morrisville Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomad designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Morrisville Nigerian-born, U.S. educated Korean-speaking, struggling intellectual. On the show today, I have someone from a wonderful island, which you know we're going to explore more. Um, but her name is Selena. Selena is in the popular Mexican um, artist, not the famous tennis player. I always get those names mixed up sometimes. Selena, she currently lives in Edmond, Oklahoma. She moved to the U.S. about four years ago for her undergraduate studies. She lived in Malaysia for about a year and has always been surrounded by diverse people. That's very true. She speaks French Creole, French, English, and some Hindi. According to her, she calls herself lazy when she gets asked about what she does during her spare time without hesitation. Her answers are napping, binge-watching movies, and TV shows trying new foods. So everyone, join me welcoming Selena from Mauritius to the show. Hi, hello. Bonjour. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour. What do you feel today? Uh, rien de spécial. <laughs> ah, et moi aussi, rien. J'étais mm. pressée aujourd'hui. <laughs> C'est vraiment chaud. Je faisais vraiment cela. Allons nous commencer. Tu dis quoi? All right. Um, so, for those that are wondering, for those that are wondering, Selena is about the only Mauritian I have met yet, because I believe mm-hmm. it's a very small world. But I remember meeting her for the first time. I was like, you look Indian, you don't sound Indian, <laughs> but you're from Mauritius, but, um, I've never met someone like you ever. So that got me very curious, because when I meet people for the first time, and I find out that I'm from a place that I've always thought as exotic. I just want to engage them in conversations. And I remember we kept talking that night. So um, it was a place in Edmond that I volunteer with international students. I met um, Selena through that means. And we just got talking. She's a very, very interesting person, very friendly, and definitely diverse. Cause, so, girl, um, tell us more, a little bit more about you. Mauritius is uh, more on the south, um, like on the east side of Madagascar. Yeah. And I- People tell me like, oh, Madagascar is a real country, not just a movie. <laughs> like, wow. I'm... Like, really? Who are those people? <laughs> uh, people who grew up yeah. in Oklahoma. Yeah. Never yeah. traveled. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the capital of, of Madagascar, by the way, is Antanarivo. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> That's where the lemur is from. <laughs> you who know, King Julian? King Julian? Oh, yeah, 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 Lemores. Oh, I call them yeah. Lemores. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You probably. Oh, yeah, they had these different names, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're probably saying it better than I. Yeah, I love to. Yeah. Move it. I, love I don't to know move if, move if King Julian. Huh? <laughs> King Julian, I love, I love King Julian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mauritius is considered part of African continent, but it's mm-hmm. actually located in the Indian Ocean. Right. Yeah. And so, it's so tiny that some uh, maps, they don't even show don't it. it. Like, if you see the map yeah. of Africa, it's kind of away. Kind of like the way you see the map of the U.S. And Hawaii is just like a tiny island that drifted away from Cuba. Right. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. But I think according to legend, your country was falling from a volcano eruption many years ago. Yes. By virtue of them being located where they're located, Mauritius has this exotic mix of Indians, of Africans, of British people, of French people, of Chinese people. And so they're actually considered one of the most multilingual, multi-ethnic, mm-hmm. um, and multi, is that a, multicultural country. I mean, they're like, almost like the USA of, of, um, of Africa in a way. Yeah. And they're also multi-religious too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
where there's diversity, of course, there's um, racism, you know, that we try to hide. We're like, oh, island, paradise island, you know? Yeah. But it's everywhere. Every country is going to try to only show the good side. Yeah. So Tell me what, more about your country, like about the racism part of it. Because, you know, you don't really get to hear about that, except you talk to people that live there, for example, talking to you. Right. Like, uh, my ancestors came from India, but yeah. people here in America have asked me, um, so are your parents from India? And I'm like, no. And then they ask me, are your grandparents from India? And the answer is still no. Um, yeah. It's probably my great-great-grandparents in the yeah. 1700s who migrated. And, and um, some of them were from South India. Some of other friends were... Um, the ancestors came from North India. We grew up with that culture and, um, I'm still a Hindu, but my parents converted. It's a free country. I see now that. both my yeah. parents are Christians and I, I go to church with them. I go to, um, Hindu temples. I go to everything. I'm kind of open minded about religion. Um, when I came to Oklahoma, I met some nice people who are open minded like that. And growing up here, I've been here for about four years. I'm, I think I'm ready for the life after graduation, you know. I've seen everything. I've I've met people of different cultures. Yeah. Even at work, it's very diverse. Um some people from Malaysia, some from India. So let's go back to your country a little bit. Mhm. Um some fascinating things I I know about your country that I would like to explore. So you did mention that earlier on. And for those that might be that might not know this so um, the way Mauritius was formed, it was it's always been, but it was it was discovered first by Arabs. Right. And let me know if I'm if I'm wrong here, because what I'm telling just based on what I know, like what I've read so far about. It. Okay. That's as far as I remember from okay. <laughs> from history. <laughs> right, good, good, and because I wanna, I mean, my I have a textbook knowledge of your country, but this is why I wanted uh-huh. to bring you on the show so we can hear from you as well. So it was um first discovered by Arab merchants and. Then the Portuguese came. Of course, it didn't stay long. Right. Those they, people. They, they, they did that to my country as well. The animals on the island. They did. Especially the dodos. The dodo bird. Yeah. yeah. People know it, but they don't know where it okay. was from. So, dodo, for those that are listening, especially for Nigerians, remember, dodo, the kid from outer space, dodo. Well, dodo is actually an extinct bird, and it used to be very um, predominant. It was actually it was the bird that was found in um, Mauritius. But then um, the British came and the Portuguese came and they brought in all of their rats and, you know. Rat diseases. Yeah, and diseases. Flying. And they wiped out the species. But then also, uh, along that line, though, because the bird was about 50 pounds. Like, an average dodo weighed about 50 pounds. They it had really no wings. They were big. So they, they were wingless. They couldn't fly. fly. They actually <laughs> lost their need. They could fly before, but I think with adaptation, if you remember evolution. Pro- yeah. They, they, and also, they had no predators to attack them because they were living so luxuriously on the island. And gradually, gradually, they lost their need to fly and therefore their ability to fly. And they became, you know, very easy for predators to like, carry them away. So they became extinct. But you guys still honor them because on your coat of arms, the dodo is, is a bird that is on your coat of arms, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have them at the museum, you know, just like they have um, dinosaur skeletons yeah. in other museums. The yeah. dodo is kind of like like a wow factor to yeah. the tourists who come to visit. It's amazing. They had this huge... Um, body, the tiny, tiny wings and feet. <laughs> big, though, 50 pounds. I mean, that's a lot of meat yeah. right there if you were into, you know, this kind of meat. Oh my yeah. gosh, I just spoke like someone that loves eating meat. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the Arabs came. Well, along before we, let's wrap up that. So, 
I think the lesson about the dodos is like, if you're going to be that overweight or chunky like me, have some relevance. Don't just sit in one place like a sitting dog literally and then get wiped away from the earth. Like, move around, do stuff, you know? Because if not, if the dodo had done that, the problem would be extinct by now. Now, that was an inside joke. Anyways, um, the Arabs came, the Portuguese came, they didn't stay long, then the French came. Of course, those ones always surrender. And then finally, the British came. And you guys got your independence, I want to say in 1968. Was it yeah. March? Correct. Yeah, not so far away from, you know, when we got our independence. Yeah. And you Sometimes know, I wish it didn't change, you know, because... Really? Um, Why so? Yeah, the, the very first... um, It's the prime minister that we have. He did a really good job. The one job. that died was in just, 19... I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. He has a long, complicated name. The one that they call the father <laughs> of Maurice. I forget. Yes. He has a Hindi... He has like a... Like a... Like a... Like an Indian-sounding last name, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then his son took over a yeah. few years after, and he, it was so corrupted. You know, the smaller the country, the more corrupted every the politicians are. They they take over the people and their money. So that's basically what happened. But he's not ruling anymore. Yeah, you so had you had a female president for a while, right? Yes. Yeah. How how did she do? Um, I was back home for a few years when. Well, no, let me see. I was only two months there. Yeah. Um. And actually, people didn't like her. Oh, really? Some were like, yeah, first female president. I think her yeah, name was Amina, Amina something. I don't, I don't remember her last name, but she was Amina something. I don't either, because yeah. she's not that good. <laughs> oh, really? And she only served for about three years, if I remember. Even though your democracy allows you guys to serve for five years, like your presidency. Yes, it is five years. Every five years, there's the elections. Did they take her away? Was she that corrupt, or she just wasn't very effective? Not very effective. She was not uh-huh. corrupt. I mean, she had her dark sides too, you know, like stuff she's done in the past. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. My mom was saying that it's better to have um men being yeah. a president. I don't know female. about that. Um, I don't know. If I agree <laughs> with that, but sure. I, I understand your mom's you know, line of yeah. thoughts. You know. Um, but your current president. Um, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Yapuri. How's he like? Did he his I haven't been following the politics lately yeah. because I lost interest in mm-hmm. that. It's okay. I don't blame you. A lot of young people lose interest in politics anyways. Yeah. But maybe you should just try following up and see because I want to hear more about Mauritius from you as time goes on. Yeah, I should. We yeah, keep but, up to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing about your country that it's been, it's like, for example, Mark Twain wrote something, said something about your country like, Heaven was copied after Mauritius. And then even Lewis Carroll, the author of the book, Alice in Wonderland, did you know that he was inspired to write that famous book by the dodo? Really? Yeah. I There was another quote by Mark Twain about the same thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. The Christian in me kind of like, eh, how dare you, sacrilege, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be interpreted directly. It's a beautiful place. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Okay. Um, another thing beautiful about your country is that you speak, you speak a lot of languages. You know, even though you have like, you know, um, the Creole, the English language, Bhojpuri, the French, but in your official languages, you actually accept French and English, even though for like civil codes and laws, French is, you know, usually spoken. So right. I want to ask, for an English speaking person like me, I don't speak French fluently. Am I going to be able to get by freely in Mauritius as far as oh, communication? Definitely. Just talk with your hands. <laughs> Must eat. Must slap. <laughs> Must flip table. <laughs> but for real though, um, 
a lot of people, especially from the villages, um, the villages are mostly on the coastal area. Yeah. And um, some people they don't even know French. They just oh, wow. uh, they speak French Creole, which is my native language. Yeah. But they they also have an accent, and uh, uh, people from the urban area, me included, when I was younger, I used to make fun of them. Um, it's kind of like how I compare it when I came to Oklahoma and there were people with the country accent. Yeah. And I'll be like, I don't understand what they're saying to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same deal. Then I got scolded by my mom and then I stopped making fun of them. And I was like, you know, I could have been from the village too. Well, good and thing, I shouldn't good be thing, like that. Good thing for your mom, like teaching you a lesson on cultural. <laughs> yeah. My grandma, she's um going to be 86. Um, this year, yeah, in a few weeks actually, and she's so healthy. I don't understand what they were eating or drinking back then. It's the island, yeah, island magic, girl, island magic. <laughs> <laughs> but the younger people now, they're just you know not eating healthy. Globalization. The- Is there a McDonald's in Mauritius? Yeah, there you we go. have only two actually, and there you then- go. Is there a Walmart? No, we have other grocery stores. It's the McDonald's. Tracy, I bet you if someone did a study, just kidding, but maybe not. But fast food probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, Mauritius is also a very religiously diverse nation, like Selena was saying. They have a free, they have the freedom of knowledge, although Hinduism is the major religion. And it kind of makes sense because, um, a lot of Indians were brought to Mauritius in the 1800s by way of the East Indian Company. And so they have the majority of People practicing Hinduism there, followed by Roman Catholics. You actually have a high proportion of Catholics in your country, and then the Muslims, and then the Christians are like mostly the minorities there. But along that fact, Mauritius is the only African country to have a Hindu majority. Mm-hmm. So for true. you, you talked about being open to religion. How in your country is that what you, is that what's obtainable given the diversity you have in religion? Do you have people that do Hinduism and then Christianity and then that practice Islam as well? Um. You know, most of my friends are, um, back in high school when I was maybe 15, 16, my group of friends, you know, you, you go through stages and you switch friends every time. Mm-hmm. So that specific group I remember was the most diverse ever. Well, before I came to the States now, it's like very diverse, yeah. but it was, um, I had a Muslim friend, um, I think she was like a Buddhist. I yeah. can't remember. But um it was only me and one of the girl who were like um Hindu girls, you know? And that never came in the way. But it's only like the older generations that will point that out. Yeah, I mean, even despite all of that, whenever we're in unity, you know, if if somebody else needs um help, we're all there to help. We're like a single unit. And then um in the past, there's, there've been, um, issues concerning politics and the police because it was different religions and everything. Yeah, yeah. But now it's not like that anymore. They're improving. It's like they take two steps forward and then they take one step back. Hey, this is some steps involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I from, then we're talking a bit about, about your country, you know, as far as the governance is concerned, I find it interesting that you, your country, alongside um, three other countries, which I'm going to mention, 
are about the only countries in the world, or the few countries in the world that have had zero or minimal involvement in ongoing international or domestic conflicts. And so you don't have tensions with your neighboring countries. I mean, even though you guys are off an island, you still go close to Madagascar, like you said. So countries like Botswana, Chile, and Uruguay, they share those features with your country. And this fact might also explain why you guys don't have a standing army. Right, we don't. <laughs> so wait, you <laughs> just have the police guarding you guys? What's the defense like? What's the Maur- Mauritius defense like? How do you guys defend your borders in your country? Um, we don't, it's funny. I remember talking about this to my cousin because um, we were driving past a empty field and we saw some uh, men there kind of looked like they were in training and they looked so skinny and we laughed and we said, oh, those are the people trying to protect us if something happens. <laughs> 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 but it's not really like the army like in the U.S. Maybe they, like a civil defense corps maybe? It is. It is uh, exactly that. Um, we don't go to war or anything like that. We've had um, pirates from Somali that yeah. are trying to attack uh, like ships yeah. um, with, you know, merchandise and yeah. everything. But that's about it. How long ago was that, the Somali pirates attacked? Uh, a while back, actually, oh, okay. a few years ago. Okay. I think most countries that have that are surrounded by waters, they, they get pirates every now and then. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just peculiar to your country. Yeah. But I thought that was good, like a country without soldiers. Like, you have no idea just how, well, I don't know how I feel about that, but I thought that was unique. And I went to yeah. do that. Yeah. And along that line, you guys, your life expectancy, it's probably higher than the world average. Do you know that? And it's well above the average for most African countries. So your men, the, the life expectancy is about 70 years, and for women, it's about 75 years. So people tend to live a lot longer in your country than most of advanced countries eat. in African countries. <laughs> uh, what did you say? It's probably because of what we um, eat. What you eat, yeah, yeah. Especially the seafood, because I love me some seafood. Yeah. And so if I go to Mauritius, I'm probably going to sample that a lot. And I find that you guys, the, the way, what I've heard about your food so far is a staple of, you know, your cuisine, like it has the Asian influence, the Indian, French, and the British influences. So like, for example, the Indians, mm-hmm. they probably brought their curries and their chutneys. The Chinese migrants made their rice and noodles. And so the spices you might have on the island, it's going to be a mixture of all these places. So for you, what's a typical dish like in Mauritius? Um, I would say it's just plain rice with lentil soup. Mm-hmm. It's a dark lentil. Um, and so clarifying that because the light lentils would be the Indian lentil. Right. Then yeah. I, I saw the kind of yellowish yeah. lentils. Yeah. Um, for me, I hated lentils, so I Did would you cry. A lot? My mom would make a plate of food, and I would just cry. She would chase after me with the plate, and I'm like, <laughs> eat. I had cake. I'm good. <laughs> um, it would be rice with lentils, and it would be all like vegetarian, you know, mainly. Oh, really? I didn't mean, well, Hinduism, so yeah, I guess that must be a vegetarian. Yeah, but, but the difference is we, um, like people that I met from India, they don't, um, consume beef. Beef because but of cows. We do. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do? We do. We do. You, don't, you don't have the sacred things with cows, like, you know, you eat cows? It's funny because we go to a temple and there's like, um, like they build out of a rock, like a little ox, you know, yeah, as a yeah, god. Yeah. We pray to. Yeah. And then the next day, home, consuming beef. Oh my god, that's <laughs> a conflict know. of interest right there. I don't know how I feel about praying to something and then going to eat it in my house the next day. My grandma never said anything. As long as my grandma is cool with that, we're good. 
<laughs> She's like the head of the family, you know? Yeah. That's nice. Very strong maternal influence. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. the good thing about your country, well, I don't know if this is good, because of the multi-religious uh, influences you guys have, or the multi-religious features you have, you, know, you guys have, like, a lot of annual public holidays, like Christmas Day, Labor Day, Independence Day, Abolition of Slavery Day. You guys yes. also celebrate Chinese first, and Chinese yes. New Year. <laughs> You have the Blessed Virgin Mary Day. Like, it's it's nice that you incorporate everyone's beliefs. And the good thing for those that don't work or don't that are not employers of labor is you get to have those three days off. Oh what yeah. Was that, growing up, what was that like for you? The, the the compared to now that you live in the U.S., how does it feel like now having like a cut in the number of public holidays you have? Because in the U.S., yeah, there are not many public holidays that you have. Uh, I had to make myself feel better about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work around it. Yeah. Uh, I got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm still still in your country, by the way. So I was curious about the musical scene. So that's something I found out about the Sege music. So uh, I, se- <laughs> yeah. Sege, I don't know if I'm saying that, but it's the, you have the two, but there's there's the Bunchpuri and the Sege, with the major one being Sege. And I tried listening to it and I saw the dance as well. The dance reminds me of, so it's like a fusion of Polynesian, which is like the Hawaiian, you know, rolling of the hips and throwing mm-hmm. your hands up in the air, like you just don't care. And there's also that Indian, like the Indian moves that you see, like Indian um native dances. I don't know what the names are called, classical dance, like Indian classical dance. But it also has some African beats to it. So to me, it's almost like a fusion of. It is. The, That's what we kind of call that, it. Yeah, the, no, that surround, the surround you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. That's nice. That's really nice because everybody. At some point, they dance to that, even though they're shy. You know, at weddings, yeah. it comes up, and it's like in our blood. Yes, yeah. in our blood. And I was actually in a pageant um on campus at yeah. at school. Yeah. Um, three years ago, and the, that's the what Asian, I. Asian is it was the Asian one or UCO Miss UCO? The it was called the Mister and Miss International pageant. Oh, okay. Yeah, and actually, I'm gonna vent. I got um. Second place. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was my Ireland, first time being on stage, and it was a big deal for me. So, yeah. Okay. You put your you put we put Mauritius on the map. Yes. That's good. That's really good. Now, yeah. um, for those that are getting married soon, Mauritius is home to some of the world famous beaches, public beaches, and mm-hmm. there's a fun named World Flick and Fuck, and Tobish. Tobish yes. has been voted the world's best beach destination and one of the world's best um honeymoon destinations. I actually looked at pictures and it looks so clean and blue. Oh yeah. Like Mediterranean Sea. So, you know, mm-hmm. go there if you're getting married and so you're looking for exotic places to go have your honeymoon destination. And, and it's white. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I saw pictures <laughs> like that too. And then um for me, in summary, Mauritius reminds me a little bit of the Australia of Africa. You know, it's a little bit off the <laughs> the continent. In addition to being part of the Commonwealth, you're also part of the French, um, the, what's the Francophone? There's a group of Francophone speaking people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even, um, they even have, um, annual essay competitions, uh, for the Francophone, uh, Academy. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I think I was maybe 10 years old. Yeah. They go to representatives from there. They go to different middle schools and then you sign up for it. And of course, my parents told me to sign up for it. I wasn't going to sign up for that. Yeah. 
and I got a certificate for it, actually. I did pretty good, but not good enough to get a prize, you know? But, but, you know, your parents... I bet, I bet if you were in the US, you'd have gotten a prize. Everybody <laughs> gets a prize here for participation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, thank you for that. So, I was saying that it reminds me of the Australia of Africa. Um, so we were talking earlier on about how there's such a huge Indian community because in the early 1600s or so, the, a lot of, um, Indians were brought there. And I think some of them were migrant workers, some of them were prisoners. So that kind of reminds me of Australia in a way, because it used to be a penal colony. And then another thing about Mauritius, even though it's such a small space, about 28 miles wide and 40 miles long, you have such an abundance of, you know, unique flora and fauna like your coral reef and just some of the abundance of nature in the place. So if you see Mauritius people, I haven't been there before, but um, yeah, I hope to visit them one day. So if for those that are yeah. listening, Selena, why should you, if you could sell Mauritius to them, how are you going to go about doing that? Like, what would you say about Mauritius that in addition to all that we've said, something unique that I probably didn't mention that would um, make people want to go to Mauritius? Well, I would say that, um, Mauritius is all about the sea, the sun, and the sand. Whoa, the three S's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the be- the beaches that you mentioned, um, Liconfla, Yeah. I live about 20 minutes from there. And I go there pretty often. Um, it's amazing how many people come to visit. And sometimes they just you walk on the beach and they just say hello. People yeah. are friendly. Um and then they just talk about how wonderful it is and how nice people are, which is true. I've been to hotels myself, um, and I can tell even though I'm from there, they're not going to treat me differently. They treat everybody the same. Yeah. They're so nice. Um, even anybody, you walk on the street, on the side of the street, people just like smile at you. But compared to here, when I try to go for a walk, it's like, Mm, keep your distance from me. <laughs> you know, that kind of feeling. But I would say definitely, um, number two would be the food, the different type of food. I mean, yes, in America, we have these Chinese restaurants and Vietnamese, but how authentic is it? You know, really coming from an island, most of the products, the, the food, everything is more like organic. Yeah. Not like, Fake plastic. So hurry up before Walmart gets there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Okay. So the sun, the sea, and the sand. Yes. What's there not to love? Um, so you, you lived in Mauritius your life, and then you lived in Malaysia before moving to the U.S., or how was that like? Um, I went there right after I finished high school, and um, I, I was studying law, actually. That's why I went there. And my brother was already in America and I finished my first year there and he kept telling me, um, why did you not listen to me? Should have came to America. There's more opportunities for you here. Yeah. So I, I took it into consideration. I was like, maybe he was right. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying I didn't like Malaysia. I loved it. But the fact that somebody keeps telling you, Hey, come here. There's more opportunities for you here. And, um, I would not be like in Malaysia by myself, no family. I would have my brother here in America too. Um, so I switched everything. It was like a big turn in my life um, that I did not expect. And I waited about a year before I finally um, was able to come to America financially. Yeah. And 
yeah, this is me still in Oklahoma, and I don't know where I will be after graduation, but I will still be in America. But so what do you love best being in the U.S.? Like, were your expectations met? Not really. At first, and then um, I blended in, and I was like, I love it here. Every time I go to, um, like, downtown or Oklahoma City, yeah. every time we're in the car and we're about to enter Edmond, I get so happy. I'm really? like, this is my home. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like still 10 minutes away from my house. I'm like, I'm home. Yeah. This is it. But um, when I first came to America, in my head, I, I was like, okay, all the movies that they show back home or mainly um, the shootings are like at, in New York, in big yeah. cities, you know, Los Angeles. So that's kind of the picture I had in my head. Um, like, you know, everything is like close by. So when I came here, uh, where the university is, there's only one 7-Eleven close by, only five minutes walk. Yeah. That's it. And there's one flat tire. Burgers. The burger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's about it. And there's, of course, food on campus, which is not that great. Um, not too bad either. <laughs> but, like to go to Walmart, the closest, the neighborhood one. Yeah. If you're trying to walk from campus, that means to yeah, twenty minutes. Oh. Like you definitely need. I, a I'll do it in forty minutes because I'm like dodo. <laughs> but in the summer, I'm telling you, all that sweat coming from campus to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. For me, I used to tell people. Oh, this place is too country for me. I'm yeah. a city girl. I'm not used to this. I'm going to move. I'm going to move. But then I got used to it. And now everything, it's so peaceful here. It and is. It's so awesome. It feels like you're retired in a way. Yeah, and it's so safe. There's uh, let's knock on wood. Where, yeah. yeah. Before one crazy person with a gun, you know, changes all of that. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we love it the way it is. Please don't do anything <laughs> and change because you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma was had a, a dark past with the terrorist, like the um, person that bombed the FBI building okay. in the 1990s. Yeah. I don't know if you know, have you been to the memorial yet, Oklahoma City Memorial? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. See, that was all for a long time. That was what um, Oklahoma was known for. Yeah, but anyways, um, do you find that as an international student or someone that? you know, for the purposes of this, we describe as an immigrant, that you tend to make home, like, wherever you are. Like, that's what I mean when you're saying that. Well, for you, you don't know where next you're going to end up. And I'm thinking, like, it sounds like something I would say, because by virtue of leaving your home country and moving around for a bit, you tend not to have a lot of attachment to places. You tend to just, mm-hmm. learn, you tend to learn how to, like, pack and go. Like, I could live anywhere in the world now. It might probably take me a while to, like, right. adjust, but... You know, home has, home has lost its, its rigidity. Like, I'm not very fixed about home. It's a fluid mm-hmm. concept to me. Because, you know, I make home anywhere I go. Do you find that true for you as well? It is true. Yeah. Um, it was hard at the, at the beginning. I had my brother, but we're not that close, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, with time, I started to get more friends and I started to love college. I was like, wow, this is different from Malaysia or anything I've experienced before. And, um, I can definitely tell you most of my friends are international students. They are from all parts of the world. Yeah. Most of them um, from Africa. Yeah. Most of them Ivory Coast, Kenya. I know one girl from Botswana. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, Some why did you mention Nigeria? Uh, you're, you're probably the only one now I know. Uh, <laughs> am I not your friend? If you want to. I'm that, joking. I'm that, joking. That, that really hurt me, you know. <laughs> no, like, seriously. You, know? like, you just had that one opportunity to talk about Nigeria. I think, you're the, you fifth. I think you're the fifth person. Actually, no, maybe more than that from Nigeria. I, um, I think I might have to rescind your invitation to the show. Uh, I, I need to go. I need to go sit in the corner and reflect. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's so true. Though, so true. Because I am that way too. Like I have a lot of friends that are from all over. Yeah. Because you, the thing you have in common is that displacement, intentional displacement, and right. you, you, you see that longing for connection. So you, 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 you kind of get closer to people. And you find that some of your friends are not even people that speak your language. So that tells you about friendship. Like friendship is something that should cross a lot of cultures, should cross a lot of boundaries. Because even though you don't have the, you don't speak the same language or you don't have the first language together, you guys still connect on a deeper level. So I think that's one of the perks of being an international person. Right. Good. Um, so like I was saying, I was describing you earlier. You are to me ethnically ambiguous in that your, your last name sounds your last name is Hindi, in a way. Yes, it is. Hindu. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like an Indian last name, and you you look Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, by saying looking Indian, I mean like from if I were to pull all the Indians that I know in my life, you will feel the fit on that lineup. So this is based on yeah. my own view. But you're not Indian. So how do you like? How would you describe yourself for someone that wants to put you in a box? I don't necessarily mean that's a right thing to put people in boxes. But how would you describe yourself, given all the richness that abounds in you? Well, um, I never asked myself this question before I came to America. It's yeah, only sorry when... about that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know I was black too until I moved to the U.S. So yeah, I feel you on that. It's but go only ahead. after I came here, people started asking me, "So you're not Indian? What are you?" And I said, "I'm Mauritian." And then they would get confused when I explained to them, "Well, Mauritians, we have our own nation. We're separate. We." British, the British don't, they don't rule anymore. Um, so they were like, okay, so Mauritius is part of Africa. So you're technically African. And then it got me thinking, I'm like, you're right. All this time, I never thought about that. I am African. So <laughs> from that, I was so proud about it. And I started telling people I'm African. Uh, recently, I went to this wedding and this, um, guy thought I was, um, Latina. So he started tell, saying like some Spanish words and I was like, hold up. I don't know Spanish and I'm not Latina. If you think yeah. that way, he was so confused. Yeah. I, mean, like, I, I think you, you made them all confused by throwing African in the mix. I mean, they yeah. could see you as Indian. They could understand you speaking French, maybe not. And then you say you're African. Like, Wait, what? Shut the front door. She's African. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll draw you a map. See that map? He was like, Africa? so what are you? And then I joked, I was like, I'm human like you. What do you mean? <laughs> there you go. I'm a citizen of the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. But then I explained to him, you know, my ancestor got brought from India, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, he was so confused. So I just walked away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, I think that because the U.S. is there's so much racism. Racism. Beyond it being an education, it becomes too much of a social construct. Like people just want to know where you're from. Some right. people do it curiously. Some people just do it because you know, they're just being jerks about it. Mm-hmm. And for you, you've always known yourself as, you know, Mauritian. You probably even 
you didn't have to describe yourself to another person from Mauritius until you moved out of the U.S. Exactly. And it's like, what am I? And then you have the identity crisis in me, like, I don't know who I am. And I've, I've had some identity crisis on a simpler level, mm-hmm. but I can't even imagine how much more complicated it would be for you. Because you are an embodiment of that by virtue of you speaking all the languages and all of the cultural richness you have that, you know, mm-hmm. that are just you. And then you having to pick one of them. And <laughs> so I wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> Um, but I like your response though. I'm a human being. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a human being. I speak all these languages and, oh, you can even say I'm a global citizen. There you go. You can use that word. Yeah, that's, that sounds better. I should yeah, use that. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you're curious to know about my country, Nigeria? Uh, what, it was what, that one question. What was it? Oh, it was about the food. What food? Is it called food food? Yeah, the Marcel, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. I always wondered how is that made because it's um, interesting. And I tried it. You tried it, really? Where? Um, you know those African um. Oh, events on campus. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that, goodness, that's really rich that they bought that because usually that's not what you bring for like big parties. Probably the rice. Um, how's it made? Um, so you know, like um, I don't know if you know cassava. It's like a tuber. Like it's a. Mm-hmm. Like yams, but it's a different kind of yam bread, but it's called cassava. And you cut it, you dry it out mm-hmm. for a while, so the moisture like goes out, and then you blend it, and then it forms like white powder. And then, depends on how, some people, they make it ferment for a while, like soak it in water to make it really fermented. It, it, it's, sometimes it has a very distinct smell that I don't like, but the ones that don't have a smell, like proper effect. Mm-hmm. And then when it forms the powder, you cook it in hot water. So it forms like a gel, like a custardy, but a bit more, um, a, a thicker consistency and in a, like a more so consistency. And then you eat it with different kinds of soups and stews. So yeah, it's made from cassava. Yeah, that's nice. Wow. I'm oh. glad you like it. Can you remember the vegetable you had it with? The soup you had it with? Can you remember? No, mm, not okay. at all. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, you wanted to talk about body image. What about body image? I'm kind of curious. Well, um, why I wanted to talk about that because, um, I used to think I was fat because some people back home think, um, if you're not skinny, like skinny, skinny, yeah. they just call you fat. That's yeah. it. Um, they do, um, I remember I told my uncle, I said, no, the right word is healthy. Because <laughs> his daughter was so skinny. Um, she was actually underweight. And the fact that I was younger than her and um, I had more body mass, I don't know how to word that <laughs> better. But they used to be like, oh, you're the fat cousin. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I am not. I'm sorry, I'm not. And then when I moved to America, yeah. Um. I switched to a size small, yeah, sometimes medium, and back home it would be a large because we get our clothing imported from China, and uh, you know they have, have a smaller they have smaller sizes there. right, so then I started to realize, oh my God, I used to be on like stupid diets all every time it's like on and off, and I would lose weight. The unhealthy way I would deprive myself of food, you know, this teenage years and you just think you're not good enough every time yeah. trying to please everyone. Yeah. And 
I I used to be kind of bulimic at some point, and I confessed to my dad when I actually ran away from it. We would go to restaurants, and I would eat and eat and eat as much as I wanted. Then I'll be like, oh, excuse me, I got to go to the bathroom. And then one time my best friend, she realized what I was doing, and she's the reason why I started to realize this is not good. Mm. And I'm glad I stopped all of that nonsense. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. Yeah. Because you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you. You are beautiful. I would, uh, would hear you talk. <laughs> huh? You know, my brother was such a bully. He would always say, ah, look at you. So ugly. I'm like, yeah. Siblings do that a lot. <laughs> you're jealous. <laughs> I bet you've called him ugly too at one point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Siblings do that a lot. But I'm glad you, you, you know, you've, um, you've gone over that. Yeah. But never doubt that you're beautiful. I've seen you in person and I didn't even know you've gone through all of that because of course you don't see that. You don't, it doesn't show when people go through that. I didn't meet you yeah. in that spirit, but. I don't person. talk about that, you know, it's only yeah. my dad who knows about it, and yeah. now it's you and the people listening. So for those that might be going through this, what would you like to say to them? Um, There's always some down moments in your life. Yeah. Don't let other people tell you what to do or what you should look like. Yeah. Or like, oh my God, look at your um muffin top showing. Yeah. But, so what? Let it show, you yeah. know? Life is short. Why deprive yourself of good food? <laughs> within the round, within the right boundaries, that is. I, I mean, I think the key here is healthy. Like, um, take care of your health. Yeah. We take have different sizes. Um, and I've struggled with, you know, some body image issues as well. Um, we have different sizes. You can't all be a size zero. Mm-hmm. Whatever your size is, even some people that are like size zeros, they have, you know, really horrible, they have like, not horrible, they have difficult health issues. Yeah. So the goal should be um be healthy. Be All healthy and models. do everything in moderation. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that um piece of information. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um I guess I'll see you around, Selena. Thanks for coming on the show again. Um thanks for exploring your island with me and I I really wish I could visit there one day. It's not in my to do list of countries to visit, but I should probably put it there. Yeah. Because um what I've heard you talk about, the way I've heard you talk about it, what I've also what I've also know about it. It's really piqued my interest. And um, for those that are listening, I have been talking to Selena from Mauritius. I will explore that, the island. We talked about racial identity, um, moving to the U.S. and the adjustments that had to be made. We also talked about, you know, body image issues. And um, Selena, do you want to say something in French, Creole? Just don't curse me, okay? <laughs> okay. Je suis bien content qu'il m'a une invitement sur le plateau et une cause de ce topic-là. <laughs> I think I heard something about you being here with Mo. You're very grateful you've been here on the show with Mo. Yes, I said I'm happy that you had me here Aww. as a speaking, and I hope the listeners they appreciated what we talked about. I'm sure they did. I mean, you even talking, especially about your struggles. I mean, to me, that shows the strength of just how far you've come. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that. I didn't, I didn't even know you were going to share that. Because when you said body image, I was thinking of like the stereotypical one. I didn't think, I didn't know it was something that was born out of your experiences. Yeah. I mean, back home, people are pretty, you know, in different countries, how they're built up, you know, yeah. they get used to how the climate is and everything. So yeah. 
people in America are pretty build up like they're bigger people, tall, you know, broader shoulders and everything. Um, I came here and there were girls way younger than me and way taller and bigger than me, you know. And yeah. for them, that's the normal. That's the healthy range. That's the norm. Yeah. Um, and I can't even imagine like if my country got close from China. I mean, that's difficult because we have China stores in my, like, there's a place in Lagos where I grew up, for example. They have a Chinatown. And then I could hardly find, and I wasn't this big then, I could hardly find clothes that would fit me. Yeah. Because they were all in the small, medium. I mean, their medium was like large. Like, their large was like medium or small. And I'm like, ain't nobody got time for that. So I stopped shopping there. I would just go there and buy like the church kids. Like, they had like very good souvenirs, but ain't nobody shopping. Ain't no sneak person shopping in a China store, cause you know you're not gonna get your sizes. Even on Amazon, it's like, yeah. like so I wear like a size 16. In China, it's probably gonna be like a size 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or six x x x x and it's large. Oh, like, hey, no. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, we we express things differently, but you know, I'm I'm glad you you know in a better place now mm-hmm. yeah. so thank you for that so guys that was the show thank you for listening this has been the Marcival podcast and this has been your host Marcival catch you guys on another episode I'm Selena merci encore je contact me for that with art bad problem alright dear take care and um, see you around Alright, have a good right. night. Thank you. Bye. Oh, Tony. Oh, Se ojo mata payon, montada moca por reboqui, gambutinha mata coreano, vamos para lindo. Oh, Antonio, 